0: So let's kick off with our first story. This is Mosaic ML. They've dropped MPT 30 billion. So, this is their first commercially available open source LLM. This is trained also on 8,000 contexts. Like Connor, tell us some more about this.
1: Yeah, this is an upgrade of their previous MPT 7B. This is now, of course, 30B. It's a jump from 7 billion parameters to 30 billion parameters. Very much mirrors how Llama has a 7B and a 30B. And this also very much mirrors Lama capability. But of course, the big difference here is that this is commercially usable where LLAMA is not. Uh, another big jump here is that it was trained on an 8K, con- it has an 8K context window. So while LLAMA can only take 2,048 tokens, this can take 8,000 tokens like gpt 3 or gpt 4 can. So it's a very big jump, especially considering nowadays gpt 4 and gpt 35 can take up to 32,000 tokens in the context. So open source finally catching up in that regard and being able to take 8,000 tokens of context, it's a very big jump for usability of APIs of really any chat of any platform whatsoever.
0: Yeah, the benchmarks and examples looked really good too. Farb, what do you think this is going to mean for the space? Do you think Llama is going to start moving to try to be commercially available even sooner? What does this mean for the space in general? Who can use this?
2: You know, we've talked about Llama becoming commercially available. My money is on it becoming commercially available at some point here, there is just too much advantage for the folks at Meta to do, you know, to not do that. I don't think this is going to, you know, change what's happening in the open source world in at a high level in the sense that open source is just going to continue to plow forward. Will it make a practical difference? Sure, because it'll just be more more options available to the open source world. And, you know, one of the things that people talk about is this battle between open source versus, you know, the the closed operations that are, that are doing this, and they're like, well, open source is still not anywhere close to what these other folks are doing. But how long has open source been at it? You know, 2023, maybe like three, three months or something, four, four months, uh, the pace of development in the open source world, it's tough to know what's obviously happening behind closed doors at, at DeepMind and OpenAI and Meta. But if it's any faster than what's happening in the open source world, I would I would kind of be shocked. So This is huge news for everybody Uh, this sort of balance between the open source world and the closed source world is a true battle for the future of humanity and whether or not we end up under the thumb of you know two or three uh tech giants or we live in a world where knowledge and information and probably the most powerful technology in human history is available to all or available to a few so you know this isn't ending anytime soon we're just in the first few months of this uh, imagine it—you know—five years from now. I mean, yeah. we've seen we've seen Metas have the willingness
1: to make commercially available models with things like ImageBind. Um, they probably didn't do it with Llama because people, even with Llama being non-commercially being available for non-commercial use, people attacked them for like, liability. But now that it's, yeah, now yeah. that 30B exists and now that Falcon 40B exists, Llama can Meta can say, well, Llama's pretty much equal to these other models out there, so they're Absolutely. not
0: allowed. Mosaic also showed off their kind of yeah. enterprise inference and showing just how much cost savings they can drive for enterprises and startups compared to just hitting open AIs, APIs. So really cool stuff out of Mosaic and always amazing to see. Yeah,
1: one, one, tra- one, one oh. last Mosaic, they trained it, uh, I think an equivalent of one and a half million dollars for the base model, of course. But then their oh. instruct and chat fine tunes only took like a thousand dollars each. Yeah, and, you know, all on their platform. All their data sets they use to fine tune is open source and you can add on your own data. Very available to use for anybody really. Mosaic's
2: a great platform. Base model and instruct are commercially available. Chat, not commercially available.
0: Correct. Absolutely. Uh, Let's move on to our second story, which was Tesla had an amazing kind of tweet right here about them building foundation models for autonomous robots. So they covered how multimodal their networks are taking in camera videos, maps, navigation, they covered some occupancy predictions. So a bunch of really cool videos, giving a little bit more insight into what Tesla is doing for their foundation models, you know, is mostly, mostly targeted towards hiring, but, or what'd you think of this? Like, it's pretty cool what they're up to.
2: You know, it's kind of interesting because obviously this is nothing new at Tesla. They've been doing this stuff for, for years. But they're living in a different world now that now they're living in a world where it might have been considered creepy or weird or nobody cared if you were sharing this stuff, you know, 12 months ago. But today you get all the kudos in the world from both the market itself, which is obviously hugely important to any public company, but also just, you know, the people, you know, uh, developers that want to work on projects like this. It's free marketing in a sense. Uh, one of the cool things that the model does is it's sort of ontologically agnostic. So what it's doing is it's predicting the likelihood of an object filling a space in three dimensions. Excuse me. It doesn't really care if the object is a cat or a house or a tree. It's trying to figure out whether or not there is going to be something that the robot could crash into uh, somewhere in its 3D space, which means that they can, you know apply this broadly to lots of different situations, whether it's driving a car or a robot walking down a hallway. So that's a huge advantage for the folks at, at Tesla. They've been kind of building this from the ground up to be you know, agnostic to the specifics of what's moving around, uh, which kind of gives them a lot more options and directions to move in than other folks who are Absolutely. building, you know, highly fine-tuned models on just one type of space.
0: Okay, they Connor. anything notable? you saw out of this? Like, do you think they're in a good position to actually tackle true robotics? You know, they showed off their humanoid before. They're trying to hire some more engineers. What's your take on this?
1: I do. Like we talked about with Meta's computer vision papers from yesterday, a lot of these, a lot of this data applies to different types of models and different types of robotics. So uh, as you said, far all the like agnostic occupancy models that they're building using a lot of training and a lot of a lot of data from the entire fleet of Teslas around the world that's training for a, on a huge amount of compute um, to build very big models and very capable models. Uh, we see they'll be even building their own chipsets for training with their old dojo chips and their old dojo system of, of infants and training. Um, so I think this will honestly apply very well from the Tesla cars to the Optimus robot.
2: Dojo supercomputer production is supposed to be hitting next month. Yeah. yeah Start in July 2023.
0: So I think they're in a really cool position to get some real robotics into the world as they've been doing for the past decade. So really cool things out of them. And our last story of today is DeepMind's RoboCats. So RoboCats is right now just a paper, but they had some really interesting perspectives and ways of tackling robotics. So this is a foundation model for operating robotic arms, solves tasks in as few as 100 demonstrations. And the most important thing here was this really interesting feedback loop they had. So it actually improved from its own self-generated data. So it can, you know, be fine-tuned on a task of, let's say, you know, cooking a steak. And then it can refine fine tune itself, learn, and generate new data in order to cook something else. So it had a really interesting feedback loop. Carter, tell us more about it. What did you take to it?
1: Yeah, they, the feedback loop you said, they have five different steps. So they do between a hundred to a thousand of a manual robotic arm trained by a human. And then they fine tune RoboCat on that task with that specific arm, with that specific agent. And then that agent practices again and again, a hundred thousand times for more training data. And then they take that final new data and the original data and put it into the original data set and then retrain RoboCat entirely. So that mm-hmm. feedback group is a very specific, very fine-tuned feedback loop that gives it a huge swath of new data without a lot of work from researchers. And because it's controlling just a robotic arm, they can also simulate that entirely. It speeds it up even more. Something we talked about yesterday with Meta's own robotic arm and their own training system. So very efficient and very amazing way they have to add new data to RoboCat and then from there, they can also generalize it to specific different tasks of robotic arms. They can give it a new robotic arm, and it can learn to go from two prongs of a robotic arm to three prongs of a robotic arm. And it seems like a very capable model. So we'll see if any code comes out of it or if Google themselves, DeepMind themselves, start using it. But from the paper and from their site, it seems like a very capable model.
0: Yeah, these, these simulated type of agents are extremely important in robotics. Because of course, we're operating in the real world. So actually, putting all these examples together, getting the lab set up, all of that has been such a length of time, and that's why robotics has lagged a bit. Barb, we've we've worked in the space and explored it for a long time now. What do you think of something like this? When you have these type of feedback loop, when you're taking these approaches, do you think we're going to see robotics move even faster?
2: Yeah, I think so. You know, our, uh, our two-prong advantage over the uh, robot arms uh, will slowly disappear. Not slowly, will quickly disappear. I think I'll get a little bit meta on this point because a lot of meta, not the company, uh, meta the, the general word, most companies won't talk about this too openly. I've heard a little bit of it here and there, but we are already living in a world of absolute GPU compute scarcity. Uh, mm-hmm models like this that are, especially in a world where a model like this that's self-improving, you can imagine that there were no limits on the GPU processing that somebody like DeepMind could access because as big as they are, as many computers as they have, they are limited by what they can apply that resource to at any given point. So if we were living in a world of unlimited GPU processing capabilities, This thing would be sitting there training itself 24 hours a day on a million different GPUs, and it would be so much further than it will actually be because we are limited by GPU power. And this is happening at every company. This is happening. It's really the open source world of anything is really focused on trying to get more out of less. These big players are trying to get more out of more, but they can't really access the more. So... The number one thing any nation or any company could be doing today that's in this space is figuring out how to get more GPU compute going. It will change the world faster than anything else will probably in our lifetimes.
1: I I think the more of more and the more of less is really the beautiful collaboration between these big players and the open source. Like we've seen, again, to bring up Meta, Big M, the company, uh, we saw between Llama and GGML, they switched... Llama themselves, Facebook themselves, switched from using the big originally trained Llama that's expensive to run to using GGML Llama.cpp, which is very efficient and very resource efficient to run. So that collaboration, we'll see with more models like this in the future. Yeah, yeah. And if Robo Pat,
0: RoboCat can kind of lay the foundation that we have in the LLM world, which is a ton of text, if it can lay that same thing for a ton of simulated robotic environments, I think we're getting closer to a foundation model for robotics which would be amazing um as always what else are y'all seeing Fard?
2: i'm i'm looking forward to seeing a steel da- steel cage death match uh between <laughs> zuck and elon zuck and musk uh, battle to the death i'd love to really see them both in some hardcore like wrestling outfits you know um, yeah and, and maybe do like a whole music intro type thing it's gonna be a a fun time even if they just keep talking about it and never man up and actually get in the cage with each other
1: it's a call to action right there yeah.
2: yeah. The call that's definitely a call. guard okay. what about I, you
1: i uh, saw that disney's secret invasion their new series on disney plus uh, their new marvel series actually used diffusion models for their opening credits um looks very good it's a very interesting effect but it is very interesting how even just from that just so recently it already looks pretty dated, um, at, Considering the new mid journey v4, v5, stable to Fusion XL. So, uh, as we've seen before, new technology and major releases, they can't really keep up. So, absolutely. Yeah, I saw the Dropbox release Dropbox
0: Dash, which is their kind of AI powered universal search. Um, Pretty cool tool, but just in general, you know, we touch on this all the time, but the speed at which these large enterprises are bringing AI into their products, you know, Dropbox bringing universal search to enterprise. I bet you Microsoft SharePoint adds it soon. So always just interesting seeing the rapid pace of enterprise. They also launched uh, a Dropbox AI fund. So I believe it's about 50 million. So Good things out of Dropbox. But as always, thank you all for tuning into AI Daily, and we will see you again tomorrow.